0: Yeah, Lord, God, we just, we're eager to just hear your voice today.
1: Thank
0: you, Lord. Yeah, we just ask you to come, God. Yeah, we welcome your presence here in this place and in the lounge rooms and bedrooms and places that people are watching from. Lord, we just want to come with a soft heart, with a humble heart. We know we don't get everything right, Um, but yeah, we just want to hear what you have to say among your church body and um, yeah, just ask that your wisdom would come and just lead our conversation, God, bring your counsel, Lord. Yeah, we just submit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to frame it up, and then I think Kylie can launch in with the first question, maybe.
0: Sounds good. Um,
1: so, yeah, Matthew 28. Let's just read it mm-hmm. out of my uh, Alan. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Skylar forever. <laughs>
1: um, sorry, Bible nerds over here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Matthew 28, 19. Famous, famous, famous verse for for us. Uh, It's known as the Great Commission. And um, yeah, let's just read verse 16. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven, that wasn't a revelation for them. But then he says, end on earth has been given to me. Because he has all authority. Now think about this. If he has all authority, that means somebody has no authority. If I have all of the uh, apple crumble and cream, then somebody has none. Okay? (laughs) Ice cream. (laughs) All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. Now it says of all nations, which I think is quite interesting. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus is with us always, and he's He's taught us to teach them everything that he He taught them. And But we're to make not just disciples in all nations, but we're supposed to make disciples of all nations. And I've been on this journey probably over the last two years especially, and I've shared this here before, but of, I think a lot of what's happened in the last probably 120 years of Christianity is we've been trying to make the secular world kind of a slightly better version with a Christian logo. <laughs> yeah, If I can put it that way, it, it's like we have christian politics or we have christian musicians or we have christian artists or we have christian this and we put the christian logo at the front and we we call it christian and i mean i'm i'm a christian i'm a little christian but i'm uh you know let's say i'm a musician i'm first and foremost the son of god and then that never changes but i'm doing i'm i'm writing music that might have a Christian message and a Christian hope, but I want it to actually actually infiltrate and be salt, light and leaven into society and into culture so that the world doesn't become Christian, but that the kingdom becomes, the kingdom (laughs) comes here. Because that's the prayer that he taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. And so we need, uh, uh, this is just my personal view is we don't need more Christian things. We actually need Christians to be changing the culture in our world that it becomes kingdom because we're, we're following a king. Mm. You know, we're following, we're followers. Um, we're not just leaders, but we're followers and we follow a king. We have a king, his name is Jesus. And so this passage here, Matthew 28, I think um, for me with having kids, I've got three kids, three girls is you know, we can, we can just go through life and try and let happenstance happen and see what happens and kind of go by the seat of our pants. Or we can be intentional. And I think that this is sort of where I wanna go is like, what are we actually being intentional about in our world today in making disciples that then can go and make disciples, that then can go and make disciples, that then can go and make disciples and that there can be actually a generational blessing that comes so that the, I think what the, our forefathers have fought for and what those that go before us have fought for, we don't have to fight for, and then our kids don't have to fight for the next thing and then so on and so forth and, and so on and so forth. And so um, I think, and there's there's no, again, I don't think there's a magic, uh, magic formula or magic bullet that You know or a magic pill that we can take when it comes to discipleship i think it's relational i think it's it's journey it's it's a whole bunch of other stuff as well which we'll talk about but i i do believe there needs to be a shift in our focus from coming to church so to speak to actually becoming the bride and we're all being intentional about discipling the ones and the twos and the threes and the fives and the hundreds and the twelves and the hundred and twenties and that, we're actually, that there's, there's actually a progression that takes and a multiplication that takes place because I believe that God, He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but I want to disciple Australia right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think big and I want to see Australia turn and come to Jesus and, and not just become Christian, but become a kingdom nation. And so... Um, yeah, that's just a bit of the framework. And I think for Glory City, uh, I, I, I think we don't know where this next kind of at least three to six months are, are, are taking us. Um, we're not sure what the landscape is. And I think we need to be prepared that we, co- we could be more uh, more in our homes and having inviting people into our homes for a meal. Conversation, discussion, intentionality around the King and His Kingdom, and I just want us to be equipped and prepared and ready to intentionally make disciples. And so that's kind of the the conversation this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Any thought? Did you have any thoughts to add to that? Or
0: yeah, I just love that. Um, you know what you're what you're saying about that idea of us being salt. We are salt, and mm. we should make things tastier. We should, you know when I truly saw Jesus, he was irresistible to me, mm. you know. And so there's a, we should come into places of culture, of, you know, um, our community and make things more attractive in that way. It should be covered in love, covered in joy, covered in this salt. So, um, yeah, I love it. Um, how about we jump into Let's do the it. first question? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I had to think about, uh, you know, if I was sitting on the couch today, um, sorry guys, if I was sitting on the couch today, um, watching in, what would I really want to ask Liam? And this is a question that I would just love to hear your heart on. And it's, how do you, and how have you dealt with offence? Um, in church family, mm-hmm. and particularly when it's come with a lot of hurt directed at you. Mm-hmm. Because I think offence for people is a, it's a big stumbling block mm-hmm. for a lot of people. We've seen a lot of division. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone can relate to a time where they've really struggled with offence. And, you know, how do we steward our heart in that? What, do, what can that look like? And do you have any words of wisdom in that for us
1: yeah it's a good question um i think i'll I'll say this firstly i think for to encourage people out there there can be this tendency i think sometimes um i probably use the language of separatism you know like kind of we we never want to give ourselves over too much because or we want to be separate or removed from things um, and this is not a blanket statement for everyone, but you know, we wanna be removed and not, not kind of be too vulnerable or too open because what will happen then is we're gonna get hurt, wounded, bruised, affected in, in some way, offended. Um, and I think, I think just because we may have been hurt, wounded, affected, bruised, offended in the past, doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to be in a place of of vulnerability and transparency. Again, Mm. uh, love hurts. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) you know, Jesus put himself out there and, and love, you know, love can you, you're putting yourself on the, on the altar, so to speak, because you know, you, you, when you do open yourself up, you're putting yourself out there for people to hurt you and misrepresent you and, Uh, misunderstand you and and all of those things and so um, uh, yeah speaking this is definitely speaking from experience (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so love love does hurt putting yourself in a place of but the rewards are uh, are amazing in terms of so I I just want to say that from the outset that I think you know it's we can't hide because we'll be missing out on something I think. I think we'll be missing out on connection, we'll be missing out on family. And Anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> how, do I, how have I dealt with offence and how have I dealt with that in the body of Christ? It's a good question. I, um, I, I think for me, uh, the moments where uh, you've be, I have been um, misrepresented or misunderstood or, and have been hurt in those ways of whether it's close friends or family members, or whether it's, it's people that are just in your life that you, you love dearly and, and those things. I, I think the, and I'm not gonna go into, into details, but I think one of the moments that I know for me that was quite painful, um, we, I had to make a choice in that moment to go, I'm just gonna love that person as best as I can mm. and get the heart of God and not react out of feelings mm. um, and you, 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 offense comes and you an offense is really out of a place of you've done me wrong and you deserve to be punished for it or, I, or, or, or really you deserve something mm. and I've, fe- I've felt injustice mm. for XYZ, whatever the reason is. Some of those reasons mm. might be very valid (laughs) with you know um, within church culture and things that there's been manipulation or you know abuse or things like that 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 it's not excusing the behavior um but I, I for me I just I was like you know what I can this I heard an analogy really early on in my Christian walk which I just think was good and it was you know offense bitterness unforgiveness I think could all be thrown into this this one thing and it was um Uh, a fence is kind of like a snake bites you and it leaves the poison in and what we want to do is try and go and kill the snake yeah and but the poison's still in us And we want to go, oh, I want to kill the snake. I want to get revenge on the snake. I want, to, I want to just go after the snake. And I want to try and tell the snake that he shouldn't have bit me. I'm not a bad person. Like, or whatever the <laughs> situation is. Oh, the snake didn't understand what I was trying to say and blah, blah, blah. But really the reality is we have to stop and get the poison out of, out of our veins, out of our heart, out of our mind. Get the heart of the Lord. It's very hard to hate or be offended at people when you start praying for them mm. and and uh, I think that's one of the things you know we did, both Shannon and I um, in one in a circumstance in our life that we just were like we're just going to pray for these people we're going to pray god's best over them we're going to not try and speak an ill word about them, and we're going to just and just love them, but we're going to deal with the a fence in our own heart first and get the poison out yeah. so that it doesn't fester, that it's not an open wound, um, so that it doesn't, you know, breed into something else, not gossip, mm. you know, not, not all that stuff. And so, um, and then if there is the place in, in your life where there's been misunderstanding or you can do this, I understand you can't always do this. Um, I, think, I think you need to learn to have I think people need to learn to have healthy conversations, yeah. and actually yeah. go and address things, mm. and not. One of the things uh, we learned in marriage course, I can't remember who it was, but they said, don't ever, you know, don't ever say to your partner, um, "You make me feel this." Yeah, you know, we do that with our kids. We're like, we don't ever, oh, no, no, they can't make you feel that. It, it's like you can say, "I feel." Mm. hurt i feel uh, misunderstood i feel whatever yeah,
0: Own but your feelings Own
1: your feelings yeah. take responsibility for them um but i think being quick to forgive you know being quick to repent mm. um is is a key to dealing with offense i think we we our justice meter in us rises up pretty pretty strongly and yeah. and uh and so the moment I dealt with that, there's been numerous times over a year or two years where those thoughts have tried to come back. Yeah. Um, where I've been sitting in my bedroom and they're like, this thought of like, oh, that really hurt.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, mm. that was painful. I wish that had never happened or, you know, whatever. And I think we need to learn. That's, that's the moments where you take those thoughts captive mm. and you go, hang on, I've repented of that. I've forgiven that person in my heart. I've forgiven that person to their face. Mm. Um, and I've, I've dealt with this. This is the accuser of the, of the brethren. This is the devil trying to get me to partner with that offence again so that it will take up residency in my body and, and breed into hurt or mm. abuse. And then I think we need to get back on the horse. Yeah, I really do. I think that's the that's probably the bit that I think we when we're making disciples and putting ourselves out there. I think it's it's like I'm probably going to get hurt again. Yeah, I'm probably going to get uh, misunderstood again. Mm. But in order to have that depth of relationship and community with people, I have to put myself out there again. Yeah. Now there's things I've learnt from that wisdom and other things, but um, I think I think we have to kind of go all right. I'm not gonna let that determine how I live my life in vulnerability and transparency and, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so good.
1: Do you have any thoughts to add to that? Is there anything that...
0: I think it was important what you said, like, you know, time can go by and it could be a year or two years and someone, you know, I'm someone who suffered abuse as a child and so Mm -hmm. many people who've gone through something like that, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, it comes up again. I think the important thing to remember is that each time you're confronted with those thoughts again it can can be a fresh wound you know if you're dwelling in that place a fresh wound can be there and and you may need to forgive all over again um, in that moment Mm -hmm. and realizing that each time that that happens to take that moment to forgive i think is important Mm -hmm. because otherwise it does fester and it can i mean the enemy to me um when it comes to offence, I always keep the enemy, the true enemy in the rightful place in the situation.
1: That's good.
0: There's Mm -hmm. a true enemy that is trying to cause division. And I've seen the way, um, you know, people get manipulated to misunderstand each other Mm -hmm. um, through like, yeah, those fiery arrows. And so remembering that, um, yeah, there's, it's often, there's a lot of misunderstanding and then hurt and misunderstanding and hurt, and <laughs> misunderstanding and totally. hurt.
1: It's the same cycle, yeah.
0: <laughs> and when you can see someone through the eyes of that, I think, you know, love can come, love, love can triumph. And, you know, I think it's in James, it says, uh, those who cannot have mercy will not be shown mercy or mm. something to that effect. And so we, I think we want to be people of mercy, mercy triumphs o- over our judgment. Um, and and mercy will will have the victory i think at the end of the day i mean god can do incredible things um through through that forgiveness and that letting go and yeah Mm, mm. it's a big it's a big battle though it can be a big battle internally
1: yeah i think what (laughs) you said of putting the devil in his rightful place of like my fight I think this is probably something in the Western world, if we can just touch on this for a second, because I think it's, it's probably relevant as well, what's happening right now in our mm-hmm, world.
0: Absolutely.
1: Is there's, I'm not a person that there's a rock, there's a demon under every rock and you mm-hmm. know, chair and oh, my engine broke down in my car and oh that was a demon fi- you know, tinkering with my car. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not my natural um, go-to thing. And one, I just don't give the devil that much attention But we do have to be aware of a spiritual realm. And we do, I think so often we're like um, offense or misunderstanding or accusation or whatever comes from an individual or a group of people and we're in our lounge room or in our, wherever we are and we're going, oh, they just, I don't understand why, you know, let's call him Frank, you know, I don't understand why Frank thought that about me or I I don't surely didn't he know I meant this and Mm. then what tends to happen is we're partnering with a fiery dart Mm. and a fiery dart gets thrown by the enemy of like or used someone you know whatever circumstance it comes from and then we go we partner with that and we then create this suspicion Mm. distrust disunity rather than, um, you know, I think if there is a wound or there is a poison or there is a hole going, I need, you know, Jesus says this, go to the person yeah, straight away. Yeah. Try and sort it out with your brother. Like yeah. try and settle this straight away in humility. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big one, you yeah. know, be quick to listen. And, and also uh, I, I, yeah. I feel
0: like, um, if, you, if you feel like you need to talk through with someone beforehand, pick someone wisely who's not going to create, oh, you know, you're right, you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, how
1: wrong is that? Go on, verbal diarrhoea some more. Yeah, yeah. You
0: need someone who's just going to be like up front with you and like challenge your own heart in that place and in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the issue, isn't it? Guard your heart because out, yeah. out, of, out of it flow the issues of life. And it's, Absolutely, yeah. I think we need to guard our heart. We need to guard our mind. I think if we watch over our heart and our mind, um, you know, we won't have to watch so much about what we say. Yes. Um, and then I think as well, we, we really need to let God be our defender. Mm. Um, Good one. And, it, and it, I think there's just times where, you know, Jesus, I look at Jesus with Peter I mean, Peter denied him three times and Jesus restored him. Mm. Hey, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mm. And that's the heart of the Lord.
0: Isn't it beautiful?
1: And, you know, I think um, the same with Jesus on the cross. He's like, Father, forgive them. They, they just don't know what they're doing. They don't, mm. they don't uh, know, hey Trouty, is that meant to be flashing uh, red? It's all good, <laughs> so I thought we might be off here. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that's, that's, I think, a, a big one. There's just, there are times where you can't go to the person. Uh, you can't seek reconciliation. You can't seek forgiveness. You, you can do that in your own life, in your own heart, but you can't necessarily maybe have complete restoration in that moment. Yeah, um, because it takes two people to make that happen, uh, and that's where the place where you have to go. I just, I just pray for that person. I just mm. pray for them. I pray God's best for them. You know, often I think we're like God. I, I pray for them with a, that you would send a brick. You know, that's kind of our, <laughs> that's kind of often what we're like. God, I smite them, like <laughs> you know. And it's like really, we have to to, to check our heart and, and go. And, and I really come back into that, come, coming back to that point, I think we need to be aware that there are, there's demons, there's principalities, there's, um, there's people making agreements unknowingly, yeah. unknowingly and knowingly um, and, you know, people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And so I really think we need to be more aware of the spiritual atmosphere mm. um, over our state right now, um, over, over people's hearts and lives. And probably as well, I think one of the good things that I think can sometimes avoid is, is just asking some really hard questions. Mm. You know, sometimes someone says something and, it, and I've probably done this to people where I've said something and it, it's caught them off guard. I can be pretty, pretty <laughs> bold at times and, and it's caught them off guard. And, and I've had that happen where people, hey, when you said that, yeah. I felt like this. Is this what you meant? And that gives a chance to just clear the air. Yeah. Whereas often what we do, we don't, none of us, I, I haven't met a person that loves confrontation. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met that person I've, yet. I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Um, is it me? <laughs> um, I like to stir the pot, but, uh, but um, yeah, I don't meet, I don't know too many people that are like, oh i love I love it when people don't agree you know and and I think yeah. I think we <laughs> I, I jokingly have said this numerous times but Jesus couldn't get twelve guys to get along it it's like the best leader on planet earth couldn't <laughs> get twelve people to, to to get along you know, but he put Matthew, who was a tax collector he put John you know who was just a zealot and he put you know uh you know peter who was pretty headstrong and and, you know he put these guys together and he said get along yeah figure it out and and love one another regardless of your differences of opinion and and I, i think i think that in our world today we need to learn how to have healthy dialogue and discussion in the midst of hey i i disagree with you or maybe we didn't see it the way that we saw it but can we talk about it can we flesh it out can we get our heart for each other and at the end of the day we're 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 going to love one another regardless and um i think we i know i need to get better at that i know Mm. i know we need to all get better at that but um i think that's going to help in our and that's going to help in offense because what will then happen is when we're in relationship and connection with one another you know, if someone says something about someone, I've had people say things about very close friends of mine to, you know, gossip, they've gossiped. They've said, Hey, I've, I heard this about your friend, the, the pastor from so-and-so mm-hmm. wherever. And um, I'm like, I don't believe you. I yeah. know that. I know that person. I yeah. struggle to believe, but you know what? You need to go and talk to that person about it. I'm not, yeah. don't go through me to get to them, yeah. you know, or, 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 breed gossip or breed something go go to them yeah. but i know that person i know their heart so that might have happened but their heart i know their heart and i think the more we're in connection with one another the more we can actually avoid mm. that offense from happening so yeah anyway.
0: amen it's
1: good i'll just check if there's some questions here yeah check it out yeah yeah it's good love it guys all right. Well, I've got one for you. Okay. I'll give you some time if you need to think about it. But I think it goes really in, in line with this if, is how how do we have healthy discipleship or healthy, uh, um, healthy discipline within that? I think healthy correction, because mm-hmm. I guess the phrase is often used, well, I'm not accountable to anyone. I'm accountable to God. Like that's, you know, mm-hmm. God's my judge. God's my father. God's my, which, yes, amen to all of that. But He's designed us to be in relationship. He's mm-hmm. designed us to be in fellowship and communion and community. And we are talking about, I guess, being healthy followers and healthy mm-hmm. um, disciples. How? What is healthy discipleship or healthy discipline, healthy submission? Mm-hmm. Um, what do those things look like where we're in a place of, um, I know I've done it rogue and I don't think that ends super well. <laughs> and then I know there's times where I've got healthy people to speak into my life and I've, I give them permission to do that and it, not just people I agree with, but yeah. you know, what does that, what has that looked like for you mm-hmm. mothers and fathers in the faith? I know this is a big broad topic, but uh, you know, yeah, what does that look like?
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting, there's a, there's a commonality with the word discipline and discipleship, and mm. that is the word um, like to train or educate.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: so um, I think when we hear the word discipline, we think punishment, you know, <laughs> we're quick to think that. Um, but I think, you know, the kingdom is received like a child. It's good to look at it through the lens of like, how would Father God discipline his son and daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, discipline is about training, it's about educating how to do something in a better way, in a kingdom way, and it's not a blame game or an accusation game, and um, you know, whether, I think it comes from both sides, I think sometimes if someone's approaching us to say for discipline, you know, are we are we teachable? You yeah, know, yeah, it's a good do, word. Do we have a, a humble, teachable heart? Yeah, yeah. Um, to go, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, you know. And I think in Hebrews it says, you know, um, is it Hebrews where it talks about, you know, we had we had earthly fathers and we respected them, mm-hmm. whom we respected, you know. And so um, having having respect to hear people out. Um, but then also those people who who are calling people to account, you know, whether you're whether you're in leadership or, you know, um in some other sphere. Uh, how how are you coming to that um, that meeting? Like where where is the attitude of your heart? Because to me, I think I think in discipline, mm-hmm. I, I was looking up the Strong's um, for the word discipline, and and the word nurture is in there in a bunch mm-hmm. of the. Um, defining words. And so, I mean, you only need to think about your little girls um, when mm. they, you know, are doing something naughty, mm. you come to them with that heart to teach them a better way. Mm. And there's a nurturing attitude towards them.
1: Mm.
0: And sometimes we can come down really strong because we come to people, you know, they're, they're not a child, they're a grown adult. Um, but they've been, been, they've been taught in the ways of the world mm. and they actually don't know any better. That's why I'm so passionate about healthy family and um, bringing people into the family of God, into healthy families, um, it's life-changing and transformational for people, especially mm. people who haven't grown up with, you know, healthy
1: family, healthy yeah. family
0: a healthy picture of motherhood, fatherhood, all those things. Um, but gosh, there needs to be so much trust and love in that place of discipline, you cannot, and I, and I don't think leaders should should come and discipline unless they're willing to have that love, you mm-hmm. know, in that place. You know, it has to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: shrouded in that. Well, and we're not, body. and we're
1: not disciplining. We would never want to discipline out of um, this is uh, annoying me. <laughs> and and I'm, going to dis- I'm going to tell you to be quiet because it makes my life more comfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that, which is with so many, like, let's be honest, so yeah. many parents, it's, it's discipline out of their own anger or hurt or frustration yeah. rather than actually, um, I love you and I want to discipline you because I love you, yeah. not so that you'll love me or so that my life will be easier. And I've done, but I've done both. (laughs) Like with my kids, I've definitely done both. Where I've, you know, corrected them or got frustrated with them out of a place of it's inconvenient for me right now, and you're annoying me, Mm. as opposed to and I react rather than out of a place of um, actually what's best for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, So what is what is maybe then one 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 or two things that in your life um and I can answer this as well in terms of like you've received correction or you've received discipline because because you know we we can't yeah I I can't remember who said it but they're like well God's my you know God's my disciplinarian it's like yeah yeah I I agree with that but you can't see God um (laughs) right you know you can't he's not physically there and he uses people um and he you know we look at just the Bible with Peter and Paul had discussions and, yeah. you know, Paul addressed things with Peter and they corrected each other. And it was, you know, it was mm-hmm. conversational and it was relational. And so how has there been moments where you've been like, you've received that wound of a friend, you know, you've received that correction <laughs> from a friend, you know, where it's like.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or a
1: brother or someone who's a father figure or mother figure in the faith. or
0: Absolutely. I think, I think it's, the, and then there, there's a difference when you come to a friend um, and you're you're opening your heart for them to discipline yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then there's the the un the unseen sudden oh uh, you know someone approaches you and then um
1: yeah the difference, di- the difference of like <laughs> hey I'm coming hey correct me yeah. cut me any way you <laughs> want to cut me right now I'm open sur- open heart surgery as opposed to Whoa! I didn't see yeah, that one coming. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or ouch! They're like really pushing on something. Maybe I haven't dealt with, you know, up to this point, or somewhere I'm feeling vulnerable, or you know, something like that. And um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it done really well. Actually, I, th- I think the, um, I think. The key is communication. Mm. Obviously, like in any marriage or family. Communication. Um, I think when people are scared to talk about stuff um, and bring it out into the open, that's where I see things just fall apart. Because ultimately, if we're not going to acknowledge the elephant in the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to separate us more and more. Um, yeah, and I and I think it's that communication um, and. Yeah, my experience has been—it's been really good. Sometimes it's been a hard pill to swallow. I'm sure, <laughs> but because you know I've experienced it in that 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 love and that you know. Um, so
1: the environment. The heart of God. The environment. What you're saying is the environment of which we are setting the culture in, and yes. the nurturing home. Whether that's a home, whether that's a relational context. Is really important in this journey of discipleship because that, which is why we pump identity. Yes. Because when you know your identity, you don't just oh, we'll stuff you. Then I'm just going to do what I want to do. It's it's I'm in this for family, for connection, for community. I'm not just in this for me. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a, 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 a lone ranger. I'm in this for because I love you. Because we've mm-hmm. been called to make disciples of all nations.
0: And I think it's that. that one of the most powerful things um, for me is like, seeing whether you're disciplining a person or someone's disciplining you, are you seeing the person for who they are?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, are you seeing them the way God sees them in heaven in all eternity, you know? In their, in their full potential and righteousness. Or are there. you seeing
1: them all their faults? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Because it does come across, totally. you know, tone, yeah. all that. It'll come through um, and people people will listen when they feel like they're, they're actually seen and known for who, who they truly are.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Someone at Dyes just asked, do you both have an example of growing in God by being parented by godly mothers and fathers? Yeah, I, I do. I do. And this probably, we might we might this might be the last question I think. Okay. Um, so uh, the for those that uh, yeah, do we have an example of of healthy godly mothers and fathers in in the faith? Um, I've seen both. So I guess I've, seen, I've had both in the in the faith where it's um, you know there's been uh, I'd say probably the right things but the wrong heart. So mm. almost like it's been the right discipline or the right things to put into practice, but it's come across in a controlling and a manipulative way yeah. rather than a loving and nurturing. And that's the environment. The trust yeah. wasn't there. The open heartedness wasn't there. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um,
1: the, co- the relational context wasn't there. So those, all those things are important. Mm. Um, and there are things that we can't control either mm. and we don't need to try and control them. True. Um, and yes, I've, I've seen uh uh, with me, I've seen great ones around um, uh, around similar stuff to this around how we have healthy disagreements, how we approach people um, theologically. Um, you know, so I've I've been in an environment where I've had people uh, I've disagreed with someone quite strongly about a theological standpoint and. Um, and so I've had father figure in my life, um, really nurture me in, in how to approach that, how to have healthy discussion around that, how to have, um, and, and come to that place of like, let's talk, let's flesh it out. Let's, um, if we disagree, we disagree, Mm. but there's love and and unity at the end of all that. Um, and I think probably one of the things that I don't quite know how, she does this, but Catherine Ruinala is quite brilliant at having conversations with people. And I've had conversations with Catherine and I don't, I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this, where I'm like, I think I, think I just feel rebuked, but I feel loved, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it. Like, and I think that for me is a sign of like, I know she loves me, Yeah. I know she's for me, I know she's. on the
0: going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I think those things, but then it's like, it's like, hey, those attributes. She's for me. She's not against me. She's she wants what's best for my life, or he wants what's best for my life. Um, you know, Kevin Butterfield was another guy in my life that's just, in, in the way he did that, I think those attributes of like there's, there was trust built. There was a relationship built. There was vulnerability and transparency that was built, um, and then there was, hey, I give you, like you said, I give you permission to cut me and correct me where I need to, and then, and and I think often, dire to answer your question, I think often people have done it for me in a way that they're like, hey, let me let me be transparent and vulnerable about what I've learnt. Yeah. And often you're going through those same things. It's like, hey, I learned healthy discipline through this way. And then they just share their own journey and their own experience. And then you get drafted into that. Mm. And that's healthy discipleship because you're learning from someone who's ahead of you. You're learning someone who's 20 years, 30 years down the track in their walk with the Lord. Not necessarily an age thing all the time, but just a... Um, they're ahead of you and 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 Mm. then you let them you let them correct you you let them speak Mm -hmm. into your life and and then how you apply that obviously is up to you yes Um, can you be trained in it can you be educated Mm -hmm. in it can you actually put it into practice where the next time you're faced with that situation um, you're quick to respond or you're um, quick to forgive or you're quick to correct that or um, so I don't know if that necessarily answers that directly, but that those are definitely some broader uh, things of how how people have I've given people permission to speak into my life. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Have you got one or two? Or
0: what was the question again?
1: About how um, do you have an example of growing in God by being parented by godly fathers and, and mothers?
0: Yeah. Um, look, to be honest, the some of the best fathering um, I've received uh, in the faith has is, is just come like from encouragement, you know, yeah, and yeah. just, and I, when I think about when God chastens me, disciplines me, it, of, it often doesn't feel like you said with Catherine, it doesn't feel like you've been rebuked or disciplined. Mm. Um, I didn't it,
1: even know it in the time. I, <laughs> I walk away later and I'm like, think that there was a correction but it felt I felt amazing like yeah 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 and
0: that's what it feels like with father god he and it does you know the word says um there might be a moment of pain but I think often that moment of pain is actually our own hearts convicting us going like oh I wish I had not done that I wish I had not Mm. disappointed that person hurt that person it's not the punishment of god it's not you know and so remembering that that power of um, encouraging words of seeing someone for who they are and letting that soften their heart. Um, you know, yeah, I've received ama- amazing fathering. Um, you know I've been pulled up by um, you know mothers in the faith as well um, and and that was a, that was a new experience for me. Um, my mother was not a disciple. <laughs> disciplinary parent. I ran, ran amok as a child. I was very rebellious as a child. I think, I think even learning to hear critical mm-hmm. criticism was definitely a learning curve mm-hmm. for me that so, I learned later yeah, on in life. Um, and praise God that I, can, I, I found that place of being just teachable and like, you know, just taking a breath, just take a breath. <laughs> just listen for a moment. Um, but, yeah, I'm just really thankful that in those times where those mothers, you know, came to me and kind of put the hard word that, you know, that there was love. There mm. was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a cold, you know, institutional mm. Mm. policy. It was a, hey, we're really concerned about this and we need to have a chat. And how can we go towards reconciliation? How can we go towards mm. You know, how can we get you in a good place and all those types of things? It's
1: communi—it's like you said, it's communication.
0: And that's discipleship, isn't it? That is it? discipleship. We're walking together, growing together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're,
1: we're we're side by side. Yeah. I will finish with this one. Um, Jonathan just said, have you experienced being disciplined by being uh, reminded of the truth of how Jesus sees you? Yeah, I, I think that's the key for me. And that's why we pound identity, because I think the difference is, and I've received that. I was the same through my entire upbringing correction discipline all those things were because you're not good enough and you need to measure up Mm. whereas in the kingdom it's you are this and i see the gold in you and i'm drawing it out of you so you become the best version of you Mm. those are i think that's the worldly versus the kingdom way and so i I, i'll finish with this story i um uh, pastor that i served with a beautiful beautiful man Probably people know who this is. Older, older gentleman in the faith, just a, a father, father figure. He's, I think, he's married hundreds of people across the Christian world in Victoria. He's just a beautiful man. Everyone loves him. How many wives he got? <laughs> he's just got one wife, <laughs> and um, he's just one of those beautiful father figures. And it just, I love him dearly. And we shared a desk together, and. Um, and we would often talk about, you know, and he's, he's 70 plus, and we would, so he's, you know, um, 35 years older than me or whatever, and and we would share a desk, and we would have these great discussions, and we would have these great conversations, and we, we came to one where we would we were disagreeing about a theology standpoint, and we, we would talk about it respectfully, and flesh it out, and we'd you know, but I really respected this man and, and I can be quite headstrong, I, I know. I can be quite, no, this is the right way, like, and no, like, you know. And, um, and so we'd have these discussions and, oh, what about this and what about that and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, after four years of these discussions on and off about identity and righteousness and, and who we are as Christians, this guy turned to me and he said, Liam, I don't know if I fully agree with everything. But he said, I've watched your life for four years and I cannot fault this area. Mm. And he said, so possibly what you're saying, I could agree with. Yeah. And for me, that's a far, I was like, in that moment, I was like, that's a father because he's listening to his a son. Mm. He's not just rebuking me, oh, I'm older than you, wiser than you, and I know what's up here, you know? Mm. He was listening. He took the time to listen. He affirmed me. Mm -hmm. He never once belittled me for dreaming, for having thoughts, for having these opinions or whatever. He never did that. He listened, he conversed and he had his thought and opinion. But then he actually brought about clarity and humility that I was like, I walked away from that conversation going, I want to be that humble when I'm that age. Yeah, amen. And what he did in that moment, he did I don't know if he ever knew this, but what he did is he drew me up to a new level of humility that actually allowed me to go, Oh, maybe I don't actually know it all either. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like maybe I don't know everything, which is a good place to be. And he drew me higher. And there was just such mutual respect and mutual love. And I, I think that, mm. that, Jonathan, I think um, really for me is why we as a church, I think need to continue to grow in identity because we have to come to this place of discipleship is, I love you and I see this in you. And because of that, I am going to discipline you and I am going to mm. draw you up. But the foundational bed, you know, rock, bedrock <laughs> is, is, I love you. Yeah. And because I love you, Mm. I'm not, if I see something wrong in your life and I see you going down a path that I think is quite bad, Mm. I am going to pull you up and put a roadblock in and hopefully you receive that because I love you. Not because you're not being good enough, not because of these things. And if there is sin, we're also going to address that. So Mm. that for me is is one of my best moments of being fathered. And he probably wasn't even trying to, you know, father me. He was just Mm. being him. Yeah. You know, I don't think God's like, I'm going to try and father you. Yeah. He's just a good father, you yeah. know, and, and that's just he naturally flows out of that. So,
0: yeah, so good.
1: Cool. We might leave it there. We've been on for an hour, so we, we might, we might close, close that. Maybe we can continue this discussion. There's like five more questions here that we um, have. But I, I, I think these are important conversations to have about how we, you know, we're going to disagree with people. Uh, theologically, politically, um, you know, whether you're circumcised or not circumcised, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have disagreements. <laughs> sorry, it's my humour, and and you're going you to you might not like my sense of humour. <laughs> you know, we're going to have moments where we rub we rub each other up the wrong way, and yeah. we grind, or you know. Paul said to Peter, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, you know." But there was love, mm. and we need to have those healthy conversations because what what we're actually going to do is we're going to create a John Thirteen culture where it's like actually they can be in a room together, and they I know they disagree on things, but they are my disciples because of the way they love one another. Yeah, and I think Come that on. has to be the bedrock, and that has to be the foundation that is. I love you, I'm for you, your identity is secure in Christ but I also need to be able to speak into your life. That's not everyone. I'm not going to be able to do that for every single person but I am going to be able to do that to some yeah. who I'm discipling. Yeah. So. Father, I just pray you help us to grow in wisdom and in favour and stature with God and with you and that we would grow in in favour with you and we grow in favour with with um, with people. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you wouldn't just be able to give us access and ability to speak into Christians' lives. But I pray we'd be able to speak into premiers and prime ministers and governors, that we will see this nation discipled for Jesus. Yeah. That if it's, not, if it's not good, it's not the end. And that we will see this cloud over our state lift. We will see a release of freedom in our nation and in our state. And we will see the, the captives in every area of society be released mm. and freedom, freedom would prevail in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thanks guys. Have a great week and uh, we will see you soon. Bye.
0: See you guys.